Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 68 of the F Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Facebook, YouTube and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a review on iTunes because that would really help us out. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. But first up, I want to wish all of those people watching us live in the chat right now and the audio listeners and those watching this episode on Catch Up a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all and thank you for joining us. I hope you're all having a lovely holiday season. Now, let me introduce you to the team. First up, this week, you might want to grab your shanks, as in prison, this riot might break out at any moment. The notorious Nathy has entered the prison boss and is taking out Rowdy as the top dog. So welcome, Nathy. Yeah, thank you. How you doing? After a year of this game coming out, I'm finally stepping into the arena to yeah. dethrone Rowdy, you know? I've been planning to do this for such a long time. And, yeah. uh, you know, I have been using my spoon for a year to, you know, dig into the prison. Like usually people try to get out of it, but I was trying to get into the prison to actually become, you know, you need to do something naughty before you get into the prison. In my case, I didn't want to do that. Um, so I just dig myself into the prison. Right. And, so, and now uh, obviously Rowdy's not here and yeah. you, you You've taken him out. You've eliminated him. I was going to say for our audio listeners, they can't see <laughs> that we've basically got an RIP signal over Rowdy's face, you know, and he's he's MIA. Yeah. What'd you do to him? So prayers, well, prayers to Rowdy uh, in the chat, please. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, we had yeah. a fight, you know, in the middle of the of the jail, and uh, no, I, I it didn't I, end well. No, no, I uh, <laughs> I used my spoon to fight him. <laughs> you brought a spoon to a knife fight. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, for, for all of you that are worried about Rowdy, he is fine. He just can't join us on this week's show, but uh, he will be back next week. So don't worry about that. If, you, uh, if you're if you missing him, let us know in the chat. We'd love to know. Uh, but next up, this guy's a sure bet. You can always count on him when the chips are down. He's got your back. He thrives on being alive. Of course, it's in top five. How are you, man? You all right? I'm wonderful. And you do such a good job. You're practically a rap artist these days with those intros. I love them. <laughs> They're really good. Uh, no, I'm good. I've had a a very vexing day uh, filled with wonderful issue and, and things like that. I won't go into detail with it, but yeah, tough day. <laughs> uh, it's hit and miss whether you were going to make the show or not, right? Oh, incredibly close. Yeah, I was basically seven hours on a production issue call. Um, one of my day-to-day -day responsibilities is looking after two call centers and uh, both of them were offline today. So wow. <laughs> it wasn't a good thing. Wow. But uh, aside from that, uh, week's been good. Dip my toes into a few different things and uh, keen to talk about something that I think you guys don't know about. So, Awesome. Not awesome. Later. We're looking forward to that. I'm, I'm so glad that you could make it because if it was me and Nathy running this thing, it would have been a, it would have been a disaster. I promise you all that in the chat now. And you probably would have only been watching this on one platform because we have no idea how Restream works. Yes. So thank you very much for uh, holding this together, Zim. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure you do in the chat as well. So <laughs> let him know how much you appreciate that. 
Uh, last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the news on Star Child coming to PSVR. We're going to be talking about some game releases to keep an eye on over the next week to keep you busy over the Christmas holiday. Uh, we're going to be talking about Oculus Deep Focus. We discuss how the future of VR is blurry and why that's a good thing. And then finally, if we've got time, hopefully this week's show, we can talk about neurable emotion analysis. We talk about tech that's being combined with VR and eye tracking that allows you to control VR experiences with your mind alone. We dropped this one from last week's show because we had a, a jam-packed show, but hopefully we can get it in this week's show. So I hope you guys and girls stick around for the end and enjoy that one. But first up, let's find out what everyone's been up to and their highlight of the week. And of course, let's kick it over to Nathy first to see if he's been doing anything else other than obviously dethroning the prison boss. Well, my highlight was definitely not uh, prison <laughs> boss VR. Okay. No, I have to say, like we were always making fun out of Rowdy, um, but this game is actually legit, like a good title. It's, it's fun to play. Mm. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I do understand why he made like 200 episodes about this, uh, this mm. game. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he had a longer running series than the actual TV series Prison Break did. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I'm just thinking about Rowdy re-listening back to this podcast and uh, just grinning his way through as we just keep jabbing him in the side with a little sharpened yeah. spoon. That's what we do on the show. We we just always, uh, you know, give a few digs for people that can't defend themselves on the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nathy, sorry, go ahead. So Tell us what you I, I didn't really play anything like new or super exciting. Um, I, I did find a demo of like uh, uh, Half-Life meets Climby. So mm. If you want to, you know, check that out. Uh, there's a video on my channel. It's a free demo made by, uh, by Shadow Brain. But uh, I... Uh, I want to talk again about Astrobot because I'm getting closer to the end. I, I'm, I'm about to finish world number four, and I know there are six as far as I know. Mm -hmm. So um, no spoilers and, now. And, and I was, you know, sometimes when you start a game, it's kind of boring at the start, or it needs to, you know, pick up the pace a bit because you first need to do the tutorials, blah 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 blah, and it's kind of easy peasy. Um, and um, in world number four. I started to really get into it. Whereas like, this is for me again, like mind blowing. This is again, why I love this game so much. So I played this one level called neon night ride. I think I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but it was like a theme park with UFOs, popcorn, candy, crazy platforms, swipping, swapping, 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 doing crazy stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not really a spoiler, I would say, because it's a platformer after all, but it was so like original once again, you know, in the way they made use out of the same stuff they used in world one, two, three, and they, 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 you know, used it in different ways. I was like, Whoa, you know, it's like next level. And I don't know, I was just having an amazing time again. I got excited for, for the rest of the world's. It's 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 a great game. I again, like, you, if you have a PlayStation VR, go get it. If you were yeah. maybe uh, interested in getting a you know PSVR uh, bundle it, you know, with your headset, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. I wholeheartedly recommend Astrobot. Uh, and, you know, for me, I, I think I blitzed it in two days. I just couldn't get enough of that game. Uh, really enjoyed my time yeah. with it. And uh, I think I would have wanted to show off more uh, on the channel, really. Um, 
But uh, I just ended up doing a little highlight reel of my favorite levels in the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I totally love that one. And, uh, you know, it's got a lot of replayability. You can really go back in, and, and dive into it some more because yes. there's little collectibles each yeah, level, of course, little hidden bots yeah. you need to find. Well, yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys find this, like as a content creator, I find it really hard showing off games that look really good on PSVR uh, to others because the way it extracts, there's no way to show how good it looks in the headset to anyone else. Like there are some things you can do, yeah. but it's not the same, you know, it's not parody no. and it, it kind of hurts because Astrobot looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You really need a capture card, uh, an external capture card to make it look decent. Uh, streaming looks pretty rough. I think in, in, on PSVR when you're streaming it natively from the headset, from the console, which is a real shame. Um, but uh, when you capture it and, and then, uh, you know, upload it for a video, pre-recorded video, it kind of looks kind of nice. Um, but yeah, like Astrobot, wholeheartedly recommend awesome title. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out already and you own a PSVR, you owe it to yourself to go and check it out for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's find out what Zim's uh, been up to then this week. Um, me, let's see. What was that? There was something that uh, the whole prison thing that uh, Nathie was talking about kind of fun, oddly uh, segues into my update this week. I'll talk two short, uh, short things because aside from setting myself the goal Last week of, you know, we beat Foz, uh, now moving on to Skyrim. I've realized the folly in my own setting, that objective. Skyrim is so bloody hard <laughs> and long. It's like, I'm not even going to talk about Skyrim because I'm sure I'll still be doing that in January. Uh, but I'm digging through <laughs> Skyrim at the moment. Um, the thing that I wanted to really highlight was, because we always talk about that this is an AR podcast as well. And I kind of pride myself on knowing what AR apps are out there and try them out, especially that Jesus one I talked about recently. Um, but this, there's a new one called Orbu, uh, which is pretty nifty. It's, um, it's, it's like you were taking, it's almost like a marble madness type game where you've got this little roller fella and he's, he's you, you kind of um, in, it's like an inverse gravity mechanic where you like pull back like a slingshot and then it gives him some inertia and he rolls around this level. But the level that you set is a bit like some of the other AR games that, that, you've that we've played and kind of demonstrated before but it just like it plonks down kind of like a, a play area and, the, and it's all three-dimensional and the most beautiful part about it so far i'm not terribly far into it maybe an hour and a half or so um is these like lovely japanese style trees with these like square pink boxes that are just floating and drifting and the detail level like when you get up close with your phone or whatever you're using for the ar game um it's just astounding it's only a couple of bucks as well so I definitely recommend Orbu. It's spelled O-R-B-U. Um, I'm playing it on nice. iOS. I don't know if it's available on Android, but usually these things are. Okay. Um, so I'd recommend checking that out. And then my my kind of prison segue, as just kind of a simple thing, is um, I've been doing a lot because uh, for the last couple of years, people have always kind of asked me, um, oh, how how good is VR for like cinema, like for watching movies in VR? And I really haven't done a lot before this year. I just kind of started dipping my feet in it. But I got to tell you, since getting the Oculus Go, it is my go-to yeah. for when I'm like, I am wrecked and I am just tired and I don't want to deal with anything else. Like lying down anywhere, being able to literally lie down totally comfortably, reset the orientation. Now you have with a recent uh, Oculus Go patch, the ability to even using like Amazon Prime or Netflix. Netflix was obviously built into it already. But now even with Amazon Prime, you can even just take the browser window, expand it. You have a, now a tray option to darken the background scene. So literally, you can see nothing but the film. Put on some nice mm -hmm. headsets. You can't hear the kids or wife or nothing. You are just watching the film in full bloody HD. It's beautiful. So 
uh, I watched um, a film that I'd heard about for ages and I didn't know about called American History X, which has prison scenes and things like it, which is kind of a violent film and, and quite an aggressive movie. But it was a, it was a great way to experience it, like with, you know, full attention, like your phone's not going to interrupt you. You know, nobody's going to yeah. come tap you on the shoulder. You are in the you are in watching the film. So that's the kind of my number one use case is just a default Oculus Go, the cheapest one, and just watch films that way. It's super relaxing. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. And that's before the uh, the Oculus Go arrived, I was using big screen for exactly the same reason. Mm. Um, you know, I was playing some uh, pancake games in there and I was also watching movies in there. And obviously now since the Go is released, I do that now in the Go. But it, it's for that simple reason alone that you're completely immersed in it and you're not distracted by notifications on your phone or anyone around you and you're completely isolated and in that experience. And it's actually very immersive to not be distracted by anything around you in the real, real world uh, to get sucked into an experience and probably a great way to watch you know your favorite movie so i totally recommend that as an experience and i do think that some people will criticize and and say oh the resolution is not good enough i mm. personally disagree i think it's just beyond the point for me where i'm i'm fine with it i'm totally fine with it yeah. enough that my 4k tv i'd rather be lying down and be totally like muscles relaxed than be sitting up and you know expending that little bit of energy for tv now that makes me sound like a lazy bastard which at that time of day or night like I can be. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> We're yeah, all this fine. We, we all can do that. That's fine. Um, but it's kind of funny because you mentioned uh, from other sons, uh, you know, going back to games and completing them. And you kind of inspired me to kind of go through my old library. And I've kind of been re-downloading games, uh, particularly from other sons, because I really do want to, uh, I'm intrigued to find out what happens at the end. But also um, Arizona Sunshine. Like, I, I don't think I ever finished the final level of that, even though oh. I completed the DLC. Uh, so I'm going to go back and finish that as well. Yeah. But um, in terms of stuff that I play this week, like I, I played a bunch of stuff because I did a, a lot of mixed reality capture this week. But instead of talking about the games that I kind of played, I wanted to kind of highlight uh, live as the tool that I use to capture these games uh, because I played, uh, you know, Beat Saber, Gorn, uh, Box VR, uh, VR Furbles, and also H3, uh, Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades. Mm. Um, and for those that are not aware of Live, you know, it, it's the it's the it's the mixed reality capture tool that was sort of responsible for those early Beat Saber viral videos. You know, they went crazy viral. They were yeah. sh shared on pretty much every social network, and I still believe to this day that it, it is has a lot to do with the responsibility and the success of Beat Saber. Like, you know, Beat Saber is a standalone great game on its own, but I really think this kind of viral marketing through these kind of amazing looking videos that kind of really helped out get that boost in the beginning. Um, and I've been dabbling with their MR content recording for a little while. And, you know, Live really makes things so much easier and the app is getting better and better over time. Because I don't know if you guys have ever tried it before, um, but but certainly when you compare it to like the Oculus uh, mixed reality tools that they provide, like it, it's night and day how much easier it is to composite a scene using Live than, than doing it. How do you get uh, access you know? to it, Mike? How do you just download Live from a website or is it on Steam or? Yeah, it's on Steam. Uh, it's completely free. Uh, it will be watermarked um, with Powered by Live unless you sign up to their Discord, and then you can have that watermark removed as soon as you sign up there. But it's worth signing up there anyway because there's a wealth of knowledge there, you know, loads of support. The devs are really sort of on hand and, and give you the best advice and recording settings and stuff like that so you can get the best possible capture depending on what you're doing in terms of streaming or recording. Um, 
But also they, they're working on some really interesting stuff uh, for streamers in particular, particularly stri- uh, Twitch streamers. So you may be interested in this, Sim, if you ever want to dabble with this in the future. Yeah, but yeah. Um, when you're capturing mixed reality content using Live, they're looking at integrating tools. So say if you're playing Beat Saber, for example, um, am I right in that your audience can donate uh, bits, is it, to Twitch bits. streamers? Yeah, it's the, it's the equivalent right. of, you know, when you go to a strip, club and you stick a dollar down the shirt of somebody that's the same that's, that's what it is right okay so when you donate the bits uh if you reach a threshold then that could unlock uh an um an interactive item in game so in beat saber for example it would spawn a custom block in the middle of your track or if you're playing another game uh, a, a, an enemy or a special enemy or a really powerful enemy so the audience can have more uh, control over your stream and more interactivity oh, nice. in the stream like which is it. kind of cool i think it makes it more exciting yeah. to watch um so yeah, it's really interesting what what they're doing. Uh, I think they're doing a way better job than Oculus are in terms of integrating uh, mixed reality, uh, you know, support in terms of recording. Because I still think it's a great way to show off VR. Um, but just one thing to note: if you do want to record MR content using the Rift, you really need to get the Steam games uh, of the ones you want to play because it doesn't work with any Oculus native titles. So just be aware of that. That's an important point. Yeah, okay. so that's uh, the kind of thing I just wanted to sort of highlight of my week. But also one more thing I just want to talk about very quickly is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I got to check that out at the cinema this week. Oh. And um, I have to say, like, it, it was like a standout Spider-Man movie. Like, you know, we all love comic book heroes, superhero movies. Um, and this was one of the best superhero movies I've seen this year. And if you like Spider-Man, you've never seen it like this before. It's, it's beautifully animated. It has loads of great voice actors. And uh, it's one that the whole family can enjoy. So I would definitely recommend you go and check it out if you're looking for a movie to check out over the Christmas period. So uh, looking at the chat, um, we, of course, had some people here as well that played some games. Sure, Um, go for it. uh, Watauk played uh, uh, Seeking Dawn, Evasion, Battlezone VR, Fox Machine, uh, Overload, and Fallout 4 VR. Wow. And then we have... uh, Roots, who played Polybius. That's a new one, as far as I know. Yes. Yes. Titanic VR and To the Top. Oh, and also Detached. Hmm. And then we have Michael Fletcher, who played Subnautica. <laughs> that is still free, right, on the store? Yep, until 27. I did hear that uh, it, like uh, VR did not work straight away, but you can just do some stuff to it, and then it's VR? Or is this just something I heard? Uh, I haven't tried it personally using okay. the, uh, the the Epic Games app. Um, yeah, but yeah, I heard that some people have been using it. Some people have been reporting issues. So I think you have to tweak tweak it a little bit. Stay, yeah, no, stay tuned for sense. Zim's no, guide. It makes sense. It makes sense because, uh, and I've been running Subnautica, but uh, Steam itself has a kind of separated VR version of the launch. So no doubt mm-hmm. that when you download it on Origin, it would need that. Okay. Right. And then we have Hussein, who uh, completed Wilson's Heart recently. And oh, also nice. checked out uh, uh, all the heroes in Marvel Powers United. He says that yeah. patch uh, three uh, is much better than the initial release. Matches last yeah. about 10 minutes. Um, and then last but not least, we have a tip from Watauk, who says that Project Cars 2 is now on the Humble Bundle um, for 12 bucks. Nice. Good tip. Hats off to the guy that played Detached. <laughs> I saw Zim's face as well. He's like, wow. Yeah. That's like yeah, motion that's, sickness simulator. Yeah, that, that, that is right there. But yeah. also, I mean, yeah. he also played Evasion and Seeking Dawn. He, he really went for the tough yeah. nuts to crack, I would say. 
He's the real MVP, yeah. Yeah, dude. And uh, yeah. just talking about Wilson's heart again as well, that game does some real standout things during that game that I haven't seen again since in another VR like, game. Like grabbing your head, you know, with like uh, little Frankenstein Yeah, I don't things. want to spoil anything, but it does some really clever stuff with your hands as well later on. Um, great. Yeah, great I game. I still haven't finished it. I thought it you was should, too creepy. You should take inspiration of us all going back to complete older oh, yeah. games and go and do it. Just don't go, go back too much. much. Yeah, That's you like should make some promises so we can thing. we can hold you to it next week's show and give you a forfeit to do. Well, yeah. funny, um, funny enough, like um, this week in my email box, there was like a company who said like, hey, you want to play Resident Evil 7? Uh, you know, I was like, no, no, no. no. Uh, I, would, I would watch that stream. No, I would no, be there. No, no. I'd be there to, for, to, hear the, to hear you scream. Like they um, offered me a million dollars, by the way. I was like, nah, no, 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 no. Yeah, not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. Um, so let's jump into some quick news this week. And first up, again, a brand new Beat Saber track again this week. You know, the again, Beat Saber yeah. team are, are dishing out these Christmas presents like nobody's business. And uh, yeah, they announced and released another free track on all platforms as well. And this time it was the awesome KDA Pop Stars track. And uh, not only is this a cool track uh, and the beat mapping is absolutely spot on uh, for this track, it also has a themed level with purple and orange sabers instead of the traditional ones. That's which is kind of nice. That's different, right? That's yeah. the first time they change up their whole, well, yeah. you know, yeah. standard Custom design. Just for this one track, yeah. It's the beginning of the end, I think. Because once uh, you start customizing, it unravels the entire thing. But I, I it, saw your tweet, Mike. I saw your tweet. <laughs> Clearly, you hate the song. And I love the song. could do nothing but play it repeatedly until you got third in the world, was it? Yeah, but to be fair, like it was the day it came out, and uh, you know like that's that's probably gone now. Um, I, I just do it every time a new track comes out, I just just so I can see myself in the top five, and then I'm like, yeah, I made it, and then like within an hour or two, it like just like two hundred or something like that. Ranked. So, so, do you guys think that if they you know update it too much with new songs, that it kind of gets old? Where it's kind of nice to wait for a while and get like a like I've seen games where they you know you know they do like a like a patch and and it's like wow amazing but if if some like i've i've seen some games but i mean beat saber is a total different like story here but sometimes it kills the excitement a little bit if you start to use too much of your you know magic yeah. well i, I think know. i think pc vr players probably don't care too much because i played this kda track uh like when it first came out like on a custom beat oh, track yeah. but the problem is there is a little bit of magic when it's a proper Beat Saber track, you know, the real love and effort goes into cut, uh, mm-hmm. making these tracks. And you really do feel like you're part of the song because it is perfectly in time with the music. Uh, but PSVR players, I'd imagine, are the ones that really are like loving it right now because they don't have access to custom tracks. So getting all these like fresh tracks every like yeah. week or so, like we yeah. have recently, yeah. they're probably overjoyed. Um, so what, what could yeah. you give PC players then to let them keep coming back to Beat Saber? Next to the, just, those mods, just, just stop breaking the customization tools that people keep on installing. Because <laughs> every time they update the app, it breaks like the uh, injectors for these custom tracks. Wait, and so stuff they like are that. patching against this. This. I, I, I don't think they're doing it on purpose. I just think it just happens to be like because they're doing updates, it happens. So to it's break like a curse and a blessing in the end to have this because you know everyone can add every song. It's totally free. Let's say if they want to do like sell DLC stuff, they can't really do it. Because people can just make it themselves. I mean, we have seen it with the PlayStation VR. We showed off uh, like the the new songs on our channels and people were like, oh, I just modded that one, you know? Yeah. Don't really have to. So like, I I wonder how can you like make, well, let's say money 
of Beat Saber. Of course, you can like have, you know, K- KDA and you're like, hey, let's say uh, you're getting money, I get money and let's put your track in there and it's advertisement for everyone, joy for everyone. But I wonder, how can you... I think really, yeah. like, because we know the DLC tracks are coming, uh, I think it's, it's PSVR that really is going to be the market for them uh, where they make money. That's true. Uh, because like you say, PC VR players already have all the tools that they need. Although, like I said, there is a certain magic about a proper Beat Saber made yeah. track. Yeah. I, I got to back Mike's point on this. Is like I don't think the frequency matters so much, provided they don't ever undermine their quality level. Like if, if they released it and they Fair it enough. wasn't the same kind of polish, yeah. then people would start shutting it but i think that mm-hmm. even if they're drip feeding us tracks provided they're at a decent level uh, and they'll yeah. still make money on it because no business is, is geared up to make money on 100 you know people are going to cheat the system but how many people yeah. are i mean aside from the pc community are are, are modding you know around around that even on pc there's going to be a base of people who would just rather just pay for some dlc but it's the same problem that like you yeah. know a set i ran into because yeah. they allowed modding and cars and tracks they'd release a pack of like this laser scan track and then before long it becomes True. you know i mean i mean going going even game. further further back into like you know the, the the void of the internet some people just downloaded uh beat saber from some sketchy website and they didn't even buy it i mean there are enough people that that play all the vr games out there but they didn't pay for it i'm sure mm. there are a lot of people out there I've never, I've never um, ever really encountered that before, no. but it's an interesting point though. Um, but I think, I think it's interesting with um, custom tracks with Beat Saber particularly is because a lot of the best uh, track charters were hired by Beat Saber. So they're not making these custom tracks for the community for free anymore. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there's other people stepping into their shoes, but um, it's interesting yeah. to see that they hired all the best ones. I think, I think for them, you know, the way to go is to keep, uh, uh, approaching labels and and you know mm. promote like let's say if they're next year uh, Drake or Kanye West or someone else that is freaking famous says like hmm, I want one of these songs on my album to be an exclusive on Beat Saber and you can also listen it there first in the game then we're getting to a new level of like you know advertisement yeah. uh, and I'm sure that's only going to be a matter of time because. You know, you say you mentioned Kanye West and, and these other big people, but but KDA is like huge. Like you, I think a lot of people underestimate how huge they are. Like their their video of this track that only came out like a couple of months ago mm-hmm. got 120 million views on YouTube. 120 yeah. million, yeah, uh, and that's that's insane. So it's hipster. Know. I mean, it's so futuristic to put uh, some kind of Beat Saber code on your album that allows mm-hmm. people to actually unlock the game with your new song. And it's like you can only listen it there, but you also need to play it to be able to listen it. Yeah, I think Avicii kind of did that like two years ago with an app on uh, on uh, iPhone, uh, as far as I know. And you could okay. only like listen to his song uh, the first week through this uh, like uh, audio uh, kind of like game. So you had to right. surf the waves, you know, like an audio surf title. So yeah. I think someone is going to pull that up where it's like, listen, you can only go and Beat Saber to hear it. And Please don't do America the software exclusivity sure. thing. Please, that that we, we got oh, sick of that yeah. with the whole Intel processor bit on. I can't remember what game, Crisis or something. Oh, Imagine like Kanye West releasing a, a bundle with his album and a Rift and Beat Saber or PlayStation VR. Like I, you would be surprised what's going to happen next year with some artists pulling something up. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be crazy. Certainly look forward to that. I welcome that. Um, so let's uh, talk about something else that's free this week that you can check out, and that is from Steam VR. Uh, it seems like Valve are dishing out free content as well, and uh, you've now got a new Steam VR environment to check out uh, oh, yeah. called 
Winter Peak. You can venture forth from the cozy warmth of the mm. rover and feel the frost in the air as you trek out into the snowy bluff. Um, I'm curious. This is this is created by the same team that brought you the gulping goat uh, <laughs> environment what? and the Halloween candy oh, emporium. We, we checked that so, out, right? We, we checked did, the Halloween, and it was like legit, super interactive and fun and scary and. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw the yeah. picture. Like every time I go into these these destinations to just you know check them out, they're like jam packed with Easter eggs. And the yes. cool thing is, if you really like it, you can make it your own like home. So you yeah. could just uh, customize it from there and just always spawn in this Christmas environment. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you can. Christmas can never will never end. It will never end. You can have when, like in the summer, it's like Christmas. Yeah. Are they sticky then? Like, does the environment still stick around, or or is it gonna go yeah, away after stay. a month? Yeah, it, no, it stays around. Yeah, and you can customize it so it's completely your own. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they are um, usually a little bit too interactive to be a home environment. I mean, if you go for the candy store, it's like you know there's like candy flying around, and then every time you jump in, it's like well, what the heck's going on? So <laughs> it's a uh, it's a little bit. It's a little bit maybe too interactive to be a home environment. I don't know about the Christmas one, but when you guys stepped into this before, was performance an issue? Because for me, whenever I've gone into Steam VR Home, like it, it's a notable impact. Well, mm. more maybe thirty percent of your CPU or something is getting chomped on by no. this thing. I never really noticed any performance issues. No. Um, but we also explored one together where you had to unlock a room with two people. Like you both had to push a button at yeah. the same time to find a, a secret hidden yeah, rocket silo. Like, and then you unlocked awesome a, a Team Fortress Sentry if you did it. You know, nice. You know, that was kind of yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, loads of Easter eggs, loads of stuff to, to explore. So go and check it out if you want to have a look around that sort of uh, winter peak environment. But whilst we're also on the subject of Valve, I just wanted to also just throw in some other little snippets in there. And uh, that's that... Some further iterations of the Valve Knuckles have been shipped to devs uh, this week with some small refinements. It seems like uh, they've split the trigger in half uh, a little bit. So they've got a, a little kind of like trigger at the top and a, a bigger one at the bottom and also improved the springs and other, other, other bits and pieces. Again, this probably won't be the last iteration we see, but it's just interesting that they keep on churning these out. And also we got some fresh uh, sort of speculate, speculative news from the Valve News Network about four mm. unknown VR apps from Valve that have been listed on Steam DB. Yeah. And this kind of gives us further fuel for the fire that <laughs> Valve are working behind the scenes on some VR content. Of course, nothing is confirmed and we'll probably have to wait patiently for Valve to tell us in their own time. But it's still interesting, nevertheless, that it is clear that something is going on behind the scenes oh. uh, over at Valve uh, in the VR world. <laughs> nice. You can pray the glorious master PC master race <laughs> there representing Nathy with his top yeah, on. Yeah. You can pray to Lord Gaben and... Uh, yeah. Hopefully, may, it'll our, soon. may our frame rates be high and our temperatures low, especially <laughs> with the Steam VR headset. Because my temperatures are rising. The more I hear about this, the the more exciting I, I, I'm getting. Yeah. Um, it's gonna because, be very I mean, The moment they release, let's say this headset everyone is talking about, they must bundle it with some games, and they must bundle it with this with these Valve knuckle knuckles yeah. uh, controllers. Oh man, it's it's like like a new new generation coming, you know. Where it's like, hey, uh, for someone like me that is, I don't know, spent like four or five years in VR now, I still didn't lose my eyeballs. I don't know how, um, but like I, I, my eyeballs are ready for uh, for uh, this this headset. 
I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've triggered you now. I've triggered you. you. You trigger me every time. Everyone triggers me when it's about Bell. And especially now we have seen these pictures of these headsets yeah. they are working on. We kind of know it's not a Photoshop funny joke anymore. Or it's like April 1. It's like, hey, guys. Uh, Gabe knows like, hey, it's an April 1's joke. But that, that think, think, but think if if you were if you were in Valve's position, like with the quest just around the corner, wouldn't it be an awfully dicey thing to do to drop no, a new headset no, with no, the knuckles, no, no, new no, trackers, no and uh, you know no. the orange I, I box? I don't think so because because Oculus are focused on Quest. Uh, the only real competition really I see now that's being innovative is Pimax. And, you know, now we've got Xtel saying they're going to make a gaming headset in the future, but that's way off. So really, it's only Pimax that are really doing something really fresh and new right now. You know, you've got Odyssey, of course, but, you know, and that's an exciting headset. And I do think that is legit. But if yeah. Valve come out during that time where Oculus are focused on something else, that's what I'm saying. They, they really could do something magical there. They could take, they could take back a chunk of the market. Huge because well, if I'm sitting here with my Quest money, right, and I'm ready to drop it, I Quest, and they they announce this or even drop it prior to Quest hitting. Yeah, you know, and then, <laughs> yeah. there you go, Val. I think even if they were not working on the Quest and they worked on also a like a, a PC headset, then Valve still has a big chance of. I mean, we're talking about Valve here, and I mean, Valve I is kind of like Apple, where it's like they have such a big crowd following them that if they release something. You know, it's like everyone wants to have it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it has that certain level of, I don't yeah. know. But let's not, let's not dwell on it too much. No, but yeah, no. it is, it is it. very exciting because otherwise it. we're talking about it the whole show. Come back to this um, when it's confirmed, okay? Yeah, Please. Okay. But yeah, oh. little, keep on throwing little little. Yeah, don't torture me like this. Yeah. Dog biscuits. So, so let's talk about... <laughs> dog biscuits. <laughs> let's talk about uh, PSVR owners uh, because... Some PSVR owners were a bit confused this week, especially those that pre-ordered Starchild on PSVR, because the upcoming game uh, had a little update this week, and a lot of people received a message from the PlayStation Store stating that the publisher has notified us that the game is cancelled. So all these people that pre-ordered Starchild were like, what the heck's going on? The game's been cancelled? What is this? Uh, Thankfully, that's not actually the case. Uh, The developers were really quick to respond to this on Twitter, stating that... Playful, which is the developer, uh, is hard at work on Starchild. Our internal projected launch date changed, triggering a cancellation of pre-orders on PSN. But rest assured, the game's development is still alive and well, and we can't wait to share more soon. Uh, So if you're not familiar with Starchild, it's an interesting-looking cinematic side-scroller in VR from the same team uh, called Playful that brought you Lucky's Tale on Rift. So yes, And you can actually play a little bit of it. You can play a little bit of it on the um, downloadable demo disc 2 on PSVR. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, Mike, it's actually pretty cool. They do scale Mm -hmm. really well in a similar way that they do in, like, Kronos. Uh, but wow. it is that kind of it's like a two-dimensional experience. Wait, um, so it's disc only? Can you can you not just download it from the store as a demo? It's only on the disc. No, so um, demo disc two is the name of the digital file that you go and you grab and you download. So, so oh, it's I don't even know that demo store. disc two was ever actually on a physical disc. Yeah, I think right. it, yeah, I think it was because you know they updated the the PSVR. And then they also added a new disc to that because there are two discs. But uh, this the, uh, the demo disc, is... I think, predated the revision of the hardware that you're talking about. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's it. Oh. Maybe they package this now. But if you're a PSVR owner, 
like one of the things that you might not realize because you know demo discs back in the day were the shiz like they were awesome yeah uh, they still are you know <laughs> and, and I, I think mean, we all love them hey free content you can play just repeat unrepeat i played power stone on on dreamcast about oh, 70 once, times over just once, on the I played that demo like for hours just 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 on <laughs> yeah. the demo level you know with my brother again and again yeah. so like you can get those two demo discs versions of content downloaded mm-hmm. and they each have about i don't know 15 16 titles you can just kind of sample yeah. um definitely worth doing but marketing wise this kind of sucks now because every time they're now on a show floor or they they go somewhere it's like hey but isn't your game canceled it's like that thing you kind of need to like target now where it's like we need to get this out of the way because some people might have spread this news in a way where it's like first yeah. canceled and now it isn't anymore but people nowadays read articles halfway through so i thought it was canceled yeah because i'm you know i just saw the headlines on reddit and unless yeah. you know mike had dug this one up i would have thought it was canceled yeah i'm, I'm glad to hear that it's not because it does yeah. look kind of cool like, it kind of reminds me of um shadow complex i don't know if you guys ever played that one the epic games uh, side scroller but that was a really cool one kind of looks very similar to that so okay talk about lucky still i heard like this rumor and i don't know like i tried to research it but someone said like oh i played lucky still on my go i'm like uh what did i did i miss something out is no. that a thing well they they probably they could it technically because super lucky's tale is available as a pancake game and yes. they could have maybe streamed their pc vr content to their go using LVR yeah. or or nolo or something like that mm. so technically they could have done uh, but not natively, no. Cheaters. Yeah. yeah. Lie, liar, pants on fire. Um, so next up is Angry Birds uh, coming to VR. Uh, it's being developed by Scandinavian uh, Resolution Games in partnership with Rovio, obviously the, the developers of uh, Angry Birds. Uh, Resolution Games are the creators of Rowdy's Dad's favorite uh, fishing game on mobile, and that is uh. Bait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is such a fun game if you haven't checked it out on go it's it's hilarious and really addictive um but a few months ago uh resolution games uh, along with uh, rovio announced that they were developing angry birds first person slingshot for magic leap so they've developed that already and that's already released uh but now that that's done they're working on the vr version which will be called angry birds isle of pigs amazing name um and it's going to be coming to all major vr platforms early next year uh which is kind of interesting uh are you guys angry birds fans i was but in the in the past like when i was still hipster to play it but yeah it's one of those titles that like they're like they're flogging that horse to death like year yeah, after year it's kind of like I'm plants versus zombies loved it at the beginning now i'm starting to wear on it you know so yeah yeah. I was I was also I was already surprised they they you know brought it to the to the magic leap. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, I I, I I can deal with that. Makes makes sense to do that. But then on, on, on VR headsets, I'm like, I've seen well that's like shuffleware in in a way, but I've seen other devs do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. the furballs one is the only one that is like legit yeah. super nice. Um the other ones were always kinda, you know, sketchy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm not that excited for Angry Birds. But you never know. Maybe they surprise us in a way where it's like, hey, we throw in some some interactive features because yeah. I played it on a pancake screen on my iPad. So like like Tetris, game. right? Like I mean, Tetris, I w- I was definitely against before playing the yeah, demo, no, and then like, playing yeah, the demo, exactly. I'm like, I will definitely pick this up 
I'll pick exactly. this up for half price in six months. But <laughs> it's yeah, no, that's a really good point that you made there, Zim. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things. I'd love to know people's opinions in the chat as well. Yeah. But you made a, you made a great point there as well, Nathie. That uh, you know, if you want an Angry Birds game in VR right now, VR Furballs does a fantastic job of it. It's essentially the same thing as a clone, right? Of, yes. uh, of that, yes. that format. So, so uh, looking at the chat, Rowdy uh, Rowdy is still alive. He Yay. says, "I'm I'm I'm uh, there in spirit." And uh, my brother, David, was trying to trigger me with Bioshock VR. You guys may know this week, um, yes. they were trolling around with that, and they should have not done that because everyone was, like, extremely triggered. Um, but no, it's not confirmed. Uh, and this is the second time they triggered me because at E3, people were like, hey, Nate, hey, Nate, Bioshock VR. And, like, you know, I've, I've, sh- I've, I've been like exploring the entire show floor no sign of bioshock vr okay i checked every corner the back doors the hotels around it where they also demo secret stuff <laughs> didn't happen okay didn't happen and, and the funny thing was is isn't it because they said something about bioshock tales is that part of the tweet that- <laughs> no they were like what was it like uh forklift simulator yep. they were like yeah. working on a forklift simulator game and they thought it was funny to also throw some some bioshock vibes in there because this dev did the remasters for all the Bioshock uh, games, uh, but they didn't knew that they should have known. I mean, Bioshock is like for a lot yeah. of people a very important thing, and uh, and then they were streaming their Forklift Simulator, uh, whatever thing, and everyone, and, got and everyone was like in a chat, like, "Hey, where's Bioshock VR? You lied to us. You clickbait." I don't know. I love. <laughs> I, frankly, I would love a forklift simulator in VR. I, I would. There totally is. On there is home, there is one. I yeah, played it. It's good, man. You should check it out. Yeah, I will. <laughs> you know what I really want? And it's multiplayer too. <laughs> Have you guys heard of the game, which is on a sale now at the Steam sales and stuff, uh, called Spin Tires? It's like this game where you're driving these mm-hmm. fucking massive Russian yes. trucks through like mud yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I wish that, that was in multiplayer in VR. That would be mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Sort of takes me back to tractable, like visions. Tractable, <laughs> the Rocket yeah. League VR game. I yeah. Playing it with Zim and just getting very emotional. Oh my sick. god, that was so good! Um, you turned freaking different so colors, funny. Mike. Yeah, I did not like that. No. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some releases this week then. And first off, whilst we're on the subject of like engines and motors and stuff, let's talk about Wrench. Uh, and if you've listened to previous episodes of the show, you'll know that I've gushed about this game in the past. You know, I, I loved. I love the engine building demo that they provided on Oculus for free. It's a fantastic demo and you can basically piece to piece an engine from scratch. And it's, it's like the best Lego kind of experience for me ever. (laughs) Um, I loved it. But um, now the full game is released on early access on steam. So you can't get it on Oculus. You have to go through uh, steam to get the early access version. But the, the, the thing is the main game revolves around you maintaining race cars, which maybe wasn't clear in the demo. Um, so you, you're servicing uh, race cars, you're diagnosing problems uh, by sort of checking components that are rattling, et cetera, and replacing them. Um, so you can get them prepped for race and then they go out and race. And depending on how well you you sort of, um, you know, maintain the car, how well it does in the race, and it kind of goes in that loop. Um, and, you know, the mechanical parts of it are, are absolutely amazing. The parts are really re- realistic and you have to use the right tools for the right job. And that part of it is amazing. But the thing is, like, I'm not that interested in servicing people's cars. You know, I, I just I just want to build a kit car that I can just stand there and say, yeah, I piece yeah. that together and, and fire up the engine and say, yeah. I, I want to go for the, for the sandbox experience there. Exactly. Yeah. So sadly, 
that sandbox experience isn't in the game yet. Uh, oh. I've got early access to it, and uh, unfortunately, I was I was disappointed. I did email the devs, and I pleaded to them, uh, you know, please <laughs> put this in your final game because that's all I'm in interested caps in. Really. Did you send it in caps lock too? I did actually. Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm sure, I, I don't know. If I, I might just be the only one that kind of feels that way. I'm sure there's other people out there that that love the idea of maintaining race cars. But for me, it was just like, I just want to build a car. Mm. Um, and it is actually on their roadmap for the future. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Roadmap. <laughs> roadmap, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're interested in, in servicing oh. race cars, then you can check it out now in early access. Uh, like I said, it's only on Steam right now, mm. uh, but it does work with the Rift and Windows MR as well. And it's um, 15 49 in British pounds, 19.99 in US dollars. And that is wrench imagine they have like a lego dlc where you can make one of those uh, lego racer cars you know back in the days where you could build them that would be amazing and then drive them it's funny funny thing about that demo was like i you know i really loved it but there was a part of it where i was i picked up the engine to kind of look around it and this tiny 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 little spring came off in my hand and i was just like there's no way i'm gonna find out where this goes now just slung it over my shoulder like carry on just driving a car that is like that's so funny if you can also feel or or see the effects of what's going on maybe it still drives without it i don't know that's the problem you you can't actually sit in the car or drive it you just you just know from stats that how well it did in a race it would be great though where it's like oh and now i know where it's for because then you also learn you know because the trial and error of you know this, what it does. This totally goes back. I don't know if you guys uh, caught up with the hype with like around Battlefield Two, where the, the whole idea was you had this commander mode, you had like the different soldiers on the battlefield, then you had people like doing the strategy over the top. But if you yep. apply that same formula to a racing game, and you say, okay, Mike is going to be my mechanic and take care of my car. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. in, the, in the race cockpit. I'll be doing yeah. that thing. You know, and we have a different role for Nathan. Who knows what that's going to be? Maybe he can be one of the girls <laughs> with the, the flags at the end. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all dolled up, you know, just to get the crowd real wild. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I really think that the one thing for me about Wrench was it's this idea of like, you know, setting your expectations. And for me, I was like eyeing it. And I had my on my wish list on Oculus Home for like the longest time. And they're like, coming November. And then it was like mid-December before they even updated. And the whole time I'm like, okay, is it, is it actually coming out? That only, you know, dropped on Steam. So I was a little bit like, all right, I'll wait. I'll just wait until it's ready. So. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to drop the full release on on, on Oculus whenever it's, it's ready. It's so unique. Like I, you got me it totally into it. You got me totally it's into amazing. the whole concept. I, I haven't played a game like that yet. And even if it is about yeah. tuning a car uh, for someone else to race or whatever, it's still that kind of hands-on mechanical side. And oh if you yeah. Ever yeah. Maintained, a, you know, a motor. I had a, a car, a, a crash on a 50 cc scooter, which totally just tore up the front fork and stuff. I took it apart into bolts into buckets. And then like a year and a half later, I pieced it back together. How that wow. I managed to do that, I don't know. But that's what it brought me back to was like, yeah. I can go piece the machine back together mm-hmm. and I want to do that. Yeah, it's like an interactive Haynes manual. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so the other release I want to talk about this week is Skyfront. You know, this game has been in early access for a long, long time. Uh, and it finally released out of early access this week on Oculus and on Steam. So if you're not familiar with Skyfront, it's a fast-paced first-person shooter built exclusively for VR, and the game launches you into mesmerizing zero-G arenas. You're equipped with like a a thruster, which is kind of like a a jetpack to sort of fly around the arena, or you can use this kind of really cool grappling hook, which is great for sort of dodging incoming fire and zipping about internal sort of structures. Um, and we played this a while ago. Me, Rowdy, and Nathan played this. Yes. And um, 
Funny story about our playthrough. This was the first time I've ever seen a... Well, it was the first time I'd ever seen a pole dance in VR. And uh, and you talking about Nathy being a good uh, track girl, I think uh, he would make a great job. You know, seeing those hips move oh, around yeah. that, that, that oh, yeah, tree no, yeah, in Skyfront yeah. was incredible. So it was um, the first time we, we made a video together as far as it I know. Was. So it's it was, a multiplayer yeah. competitive... Uh, pole dancing simulator. Pole dancing simulator. <laughs> <laughs> they want to make it an eSport too, so that's interesting. No, it, it, to, to be fair, it is a, it is a, a really sort of solid uh, multiplayer shooter. And, um, you know, it's got tons of um, arenas, weaponry, power-ups, yeah. uh, multiplayer modes. They've now got a deathmatch, team deathmatch, and my personal favorite, team domination. And uh, the cool thing is, just like in like Call of Duty and the other great shooters out there, if you play the game, you can level up and get custom uh, sort of skins, visors, mm. and trails, so you can really show yeah. off your hard work. Mm. And the other really cool thing about this game is that um, it's got a really good price point, I feel. Right now, it's only five pounds uh, in British pounds, mm. uh, seven US dollars on Oculus Home and Steam. So mm. they're making it really sort of affordable yeah. uh, and kind of like, you know, let's let's give this a go. And I really hope that, by dropping the price and making it more accessible, they really build a, a solid community there of people that are yeah, dedicated. That's like, I think that's that was their main focus from the start, like trying to get the community on there, trying to play around with the prices, yeah. with the marketing, showing the game to people, making it an ease bar to get more, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how many people play it nowadays. Um, I do, like, I you do hear more about this game. I mean, marketing-wise, they, they have been playing a very smart strategy. Because yeah. I like every few months I hear about this title, even that it's like you know it exists for such a long time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I wonder about the player base because you would think with all these tricks they are using, you know, like you know you unlock things, you have progression, you have you know a cheaper price to jump into this game. That that should really you know grow the player base more. Yeah, and the skills and the and the weaponry you can really sort of find a build of a character that suits your own play style. So if you're more of a shotgun guy, yeah, you've so got to be more like a hero type. Yeah, of, exactly. uh, yeah. yeah. it's very customizable. Uh, worth checking out if you uh, if you want to play some uh, multiplayer and frag some people over the holiday season. Um, and the next up, oh, sorry, go on, Zoom. No, I was just going to say, because um, the thing that the main barrier that I find like Steam games have now, like a few years ago, if, if, if a developer wanted to uh, promote a multiplayer game, they could do these like three for like four for the price of three deals. And then you mm. have like one person oh, would yeah. like foot the bill of like, let's say 15 quid in this case, and then, and then distribute the, uh, you know, the game to, to other friends so that they, you know, it's not like four independent transactions to get four people to play. Right. Um, and it, it kind of lowered the barrier, but because of, I think it was anti-fraud measures, they had to do that because people were, you know, taking these extra codes and then circulating them on a market for cheaper. So they're yeah. just undercutting steam. Uh, and the dev was hurting as a result. But I thought that that was a real shame because now the only thing a dev can really do, which I think is a real double-edged sword, uh, is reduce the price. Because on one mm -hmm. side, for me, if I see a multiplayer game that's, you know, five quid, two quid, whatever it is, my, it's saying to me, we're not popular enough to support a bigger price. I need, you know, to drop the, the bar. And so it actually pushes mm -hmm. me away a little bit. But at the same time, it's that balancing act with, can I get three other friends and I together on this game and convince yeah. them all to spend that money and go through that? Because if it was 10 quid a pop, that's 40 quid. 
But I think this is a problem with uh, multiplayer games in general. You know, we yeah. we we played uh, what was it, Slightly Heroes, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They did the same thing. You know, focused on one v one in the beginning because the player base was small and the price point was super yeah. low as well. So again, another very accessible game. But it, it's just it's just very difficult just because the of yeah. the small amount of players within VR yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, so but I think I it, Dev moves carefully with that and it's like, okay, we're starting with one v one, even that people want more. I think yeah. that's a that's a good move. Smart move. because yeah, then then you yeah. you know you can or think like oh yeah we see more people joining in we want to expand and then slowly do two v two and yeah. stuff like that or you can kill your project before you're losing even more money. Yeah, and especially like I think with, uh, with Skyfront, um, you know, players drop in as the game is is being played. I believe yeah. you know, so they they replace bots and stuff like that, which is a really smart mechanic. I believe. Uh, I think I'm remembering that right. Correct me if I'm mm. wrong in the chat. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's worth checking out. In my opinion, it's it's a decent uh, shooter, and you can have a lot of fun with it. I think. Okay, yeah. um, so let's talk about a free one if you want uh, some free content, uh, and that is uh, Dear Angelica is coming to Oculus Go, uh, the award-winning Oculus Story uh, Studios final and best work arrived on the Oculus Go this week, and it's a thrilling piece made using Quill, oh. which is uh, you know the animation tool Man. that you can actually animate. I need, I need some tissues. So this is a- it is a hard yeah, one. Up. It is definitely yeah. a hard one. Uh, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts because I've never tra- checked this out before. But apparently, oh. it, it says here that the story is based oh. on a young girl writing to her idolized mother, who's an actress. Um, so yeah. tell me more. Tell me more about your experience with it because I haven't tried this one out. That's yet. all you need to know, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah, honestly, that is that is a very well summarized version of it. But the only thing that I would say is, it's one of these. It's 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 very similar to. I'm gonna no. I would give a movie spoiler if I had to. Mm. No, I'll just say this, Mike. Um, it's incredibly well stylized, so it it yeah. ticks the box and what you would expect there. Um, I believe I heard this is using the same 360 technology like that Henry. was used for Henry. Henry, yep, exactly, yeah. So I'm keen to actually try that out because you might actually have you'll have a higher resolution experience potentially than uh, Rift, Rift users would have yep. had in the first run. Um, yeah, but, exactly. no, it's it's a touching story, and I think what Nathy said, uh, I would I would agree with. Which by the end, you're you got tears welling. Yeah. <laughs> so, so right, okay, okay. The only nice. thing I can say about is that uh, um, when you jump in, like the the artist is building this this story around you, so you can see the the well, you don't see the person drawing it, but it's like it's all you know building mm-hmm. around you. So first, there's like a black void, and then things start to build and disappear again, and you know, like like you see in many Quill. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. cool. So it's also very replayable. Like one of the things is you're not going to catch everything on, on one run. Like you're, right. you probably oh, want to yeah. watch it a couple yeah. of times to be able to catch yeah. all the detail. And bring bring tissues because yes. you're going to be welling up. Yeah, you should. You should. Yeah. Wow. Okay, don't, get don't ready for that. Drown your Oculus Go. I, I don't know if anyone ever did that, but uh, don't don't try. God, if you're get ready for that in your headset. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, it's around 13 minutes long, apparently. Yep. Uh, and just like you uh, rightly said, Zim, uh, you know, uh, John Carmack tweeted this week that it's encoded for this special 5K playback. Um, and he's added some bits and pieces to make it look really nice on Go. So uh, definitely go and check it out. It's free, like I said. And even if you haven't checked it out on Rift before, it's free on Rift as well. So you can go and check it out there. Um, but whilst we're on the subject of Oculus, let's talk about one of our main topics. And that is the Oculus Half Dome and deep focus technology. This is super interesting, I think, because uh, in May this year at F8, which is the the yearly conference uh, in in San Jose, 
Not only did Oculus launch the Oculus Go, but they also shared details about their prototype, which they've been working on behind the scenes called Half Dome. And this prototype was super interesting because it was the first time we'd ever seen it before. And it was jam-packed with some interesting technology like eye tracking. It had 140 degree field of view and displays that actually moved within the headset to match your eye's focus. Now check this out. It has a very focal design. And basically what that means is that when your eyes look at something in the distance of the scene, the eye tracking would know that that's what your eyes are looking at and would mechanically move the displays in the headset accordingly so your eyes focus on that point. And then if you brought like a a note up, a handwritten note in front of your face, the displays would then shift again so the focal planes are moving so your eyes would then focus on the text very clearly and sharply in front of you. So very interesting technology, very focal displays, it's called. Uh, so it moves, it moves just kind of so you can imagine it in your mind a bit better, just like a camera lens does with a DSLR, for example. So it's always shifting to get that focus yeah. and works exactly how your eyes work in real life. So that's kind of interesting. And that's what they were talking about at F8. But this week they were saying that they've even gone further with this and they've paired this half dome prototype with some new technology they're calling deep focus. Now, what deep focus is, is a real time AI powered rendering system that works with this very focal design to bring in real time rendered blur. Okay. So you're probably thinking, why do I want blur, Mike? You know, why would I want blur in my headset? You know, we, we, we've been talking about striving for the best possible clarity, and now you're just saying you want to blur things up? Like, what are you talking about? Well, this is, this is what it, how it works. So in combination with the eye tracking, it knows where your eye is looking. So a bit like uh, dynamic foveated rendering, whatever you're looking at is, is, is in the highest possible clarity. But if you, if, you, if you think about it and if you, if you do this at home or if you're watching or live or, you know, catching up on the, on, the, on the re sort of upload, if you sort of look at a point, you'll notice that everything around is kind of blurry. Uh, you know, that's how your vision works. So whatever you're looking at directly is directly in focus, then everything else is kind of blurry around it. And what they're trying to do is, is replicate that in VR and, uh, you know, so it's on your peripheral vision, it's blurry, but whatever you look at will be super sharp because of the eye tracking. Now, one of the biggest potential benefits of this realistic retinal blur is that it can make VR experiences way more comfortable. So it could reduce uh, potential motion sickness and be more helpful for newcomers to VR, acclimatize much faster and easier, which is great. Um, one of the uh, lead sort of developers behind this, Douglas Landman, very smart guy from the Oculus team, states that whether you're playing a video game for hours or looking at a boring spreadsheet, eye strain, visual fatigue, and everything else is just is is all about sort of uh, having a beautiful image that you're willing to spend your day with, and all of that matters. You know, so he's saying, you know, this is how they're trying to get you to spend more time in VR, essentially. Oh. Um, and what you were saying was, I wanted something that could work with every single game immediately so we didn't have to ask developers to alter their titles. They'd just work out the box with Half Dome. So this is obviously what they're thinking about in the future. Oh. So what they did was, was, which was super smart, instead of going to every developer of every game saying, look, you need to implement this SDK in your game before it will work on this new headset that we're working on in the future, they've worked, <laughs> they've incorporated AI and, and deep learning to sort of teach the system how to tell 
uh, a VR scene, the different depths and the different focal planes in a scene in VR is <laughs> super okay. clever. So the other alternative they could have done is just said, well, we're just going to push the processing power up, you know, so you're going to need a beefier PC or a beefier GPU to power the system. But they decided to go the smart way and, and, and really sort of teach the system how to, uh, to, to, to read a scene uh, in a clever way using AI. So what they did was uh, they, they, they showed the, the, the system uh, 196,000 images drawn at random from a scene generator and and basically taught the system how to learn the different depths of these objects in virtual worlds. Sure. So it got so smart over time that it can do it like instantly and work with the eye tracking to know what you're looking at to make sure you're, the wow. focal plane is in, in focus. Hmm. Um, so it's super crazy technology. It's super interesting. You know, a lot of people out there will be like, why blur it up? But like I said before, you don't necessarily notice it, but it will help overcome this kind of comfort barrier and motion sickness potentially in the future. Yeah. If you remember. I think also, Sorry. Yeah, I think it's like, like also less, uh, uh tiring for the eyes, mm. I would say, because you, there's less to focus on. Well, you know, in, in a VR headset, especially when you start using it for the first time, it, your eyes can be very tiring the first time, you know, it's like, like watching a TV screen from very close and then also have that, you know, where you're like, oh, I think that's enough. And even if you are used to VR, I have that sometimes where, you know, something is, uh, um, something is like, like going on for hours. I'm in VR for like four or five hours. Mm -hmm. Then after all, my eyes also get tired. And I think if, you know, if you can just focus on that one thing, then, yeah. then the rest also fades away automatically. So your mm -hmm. eyes are just way more relaxed. And I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. no, it does. It does. And that's exactly what they're trying to, to achieve here. Yeah. You know, so, the, so the, the half dome just worked with the very focal display. So about the, the different sort of uh, focal lengths, but this adds the blurring effect to it. So that's mm -hmm. the real magic behind deep focus. Nice. Um, and the interesting thing is when you combine the two together, you get a real magical experience apparently. Um, mm -hmm. But right now, to power this, they're using four four GPUs to power this system right now. Uh, so it's pretty crazy. But it's a good sign that they're working on this, and it's you know will trickle down eventually to consumer headsets. The um, GPU point, though, Mike. I mean, I don't know if you remember because I think you were the, you were there in person for the um, uh, the GeForce RTX unveiling. But honestly, yes. their their logic stack and how they're using you know deep learning to. Mm -hmm take AI and, you know, approximate scenes and guess. And the fact that they can guess so very well, this is a yeah. great application for it. The only thing that I'm wondering is physical moving parts in a headset um, plus the latency of uh, any motor that's required to make those fine adjustments and any noise associated with that. Those things seem to be obstacles to me that as a consumer product designer, you'd want to get rid of those pretty fast. Like, I mean, I, the, the, the plane moving, you have mm. a very measurable time frame, and I'm sure, you know, this is, this is a, a situation where it's kind of like, God damn it, Rowdy, why can't you be on here? Cause you're our scientist dude. Um, yeah. But like the amount of time that it takes your eye to focus when you move from a, a deep scene to a, a forward scene uh, is I'm sure is a measurable, like human variable that they know, right. you know, or constant even that. that they yeah. Know. Like, even as a, you know, with your native eyes, um, doing it, you know, testing it, it it's not instant. There no. is a slight delay. Yeah. Um, so, so they do have, have playtime. They have actually a bit of play yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, you know, from what we know at the F8 conference where they showed off Half Dome and they actually 
gave us an inside view of how the headset works with these movable displays. Uh, they were saying that they, they do move um, relatively quick. You know, the latency is, is very low, uh, but it's just a question of like, um, I think it was, they were worried about the, the noise it makes, um, but they were trying, they were working on trying to make it as silent as possible. So you don't necessarily notice it. Um, mm. So the, I got some, it, I some nervousness generally in chat and I just wanted to pull that out from Twitch yeah, I and just to YouTube. So, Crash said on, on YouTube, he said, anything that connects to the internet and uses eye tracking, I will not buy. What <laughs> what other info are they getting? I think already oh. we've we've kind of raised the whole point of like how much information our VR headset manufacturers collecting on us as we dance about our rooms, whatever, doing right. whatever we're doing. So the the so just to just cover this point quickly first is that this this whole thing about uh, deep focus, the the blurring and deblurring effect of uh, you know VR using very very focal displays, yeah. Oculus are actually opening it up to uh, open source it completely. So they're giving it away for free uh, for other um, people to use <laughs> and utilize in very focal display headsets. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that could well, be interesting. On the other side, like you're not going to stop any company from you know getting that info because I'm not sure if anyone has a phone here where you, you know, that thing you call with, they can also just see what you're looking at on the screen. At least if you have one of the newer phones nowadays. Well, it goes further than that. I mean, all the, this goes all the way back to like Snowden and all the reports before it. I mean, literally right now I have what, 10 cameras looking at me. I'm yeah, being so, recorded so, by my, my voice series listening to me. So yeah, Microsoft so, so, and Google. Yeah, exactly. and, so boycotting like something like this later down the road when it's coming out, I don't think it really matters. It's the yeah. same with data, you know, like keeping think, your stuff the, private. It's not possible. It's not, you the, can't do that. The thing is though, like, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the amount of money that Oculus have invested in, in doing all this research, like it's a dedicated research team for this alone. You know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, hours invested in this. So to give it away for free, I think is, is pretty interesting. Uh, um, yeah. But in terms of uh, the the sort of people talking in the chat about you know the eye tracking data, yeah. it's the same with the with with Oculus right now. There is a lot of data that we send them uh, that we sign up to in the small print. Uh, in terms of like the way we move our arms, the way we interact with objects in game, we send a lot of that data to Oculus, uh, and they they could potentially use that. So I don't think you have much choice in terms of uh, that data being protected i think as part of probably the agreement when you sign Binary. up exactly to, to use rift, and, and even if you even if you wouldn't use a rift there is something else you you have to use that you can't like in this world we're living in right now mm. there is no way you can escape this whole thing of them getting all your info you don't want them to have Basically. Yeah, but I, and I get I get people's concern about data, and you know I, I used to always be questioned. I I agree always. Uh, I think so, but the problem is like as a as a law abiding citizen, uh, and uh, you know I don't really care. I don't really care if someone knows that I watch, uh, you know, I binge watch uh, Black Mirror on Netflix. You know, I, I don't care that if someone uh, Oculus is knowing that I'm looking at this part of the display when I'm playing a game. I don't really care. I can understand why people do, um, and I get that, but I think yeah. that's kind of one of those things you need to just be aware of that when you use a device like this, that you probably are giving away a lot of information about what you're using, when you're using it, and how much you're using it for. Uh, um, yeah, and what they're going to use that data for, I don't know. But, it, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, but certainly interesting tech, nevertheless, uh, yes. I think, you know, it's very exciting when we hear these kind of, uh, you know, innovations. And I'd never even considered that blurring would be a thing that I would want in a headset before, but when you kind of learn about it and you you, you sort of re read into why, it does yeah. make sense. And especially if it can make 
if it could eliminate motion sickness or essentially reduce it, then I think uh, yeah. I welcome that for sure. They're just yeah, and, and they're playing on they're playing on nuances at this stage, you know, because you've got you've got people putting a headset on, you've got them looking at a scene. The more comfort that you can give someone, I mean, even if this is a five percent difference, it still matters to them because, as yep. the point that you made earlier, which I think is a really strong one, like the the, the closer you can bring people to a comfortable experience where they're not having flaws, where they're where they're not able to detect for instance, the difference between that reality and the one that they're actually in, I think it's going to have a really interesting uh, pivot point at some stage. At some stage, you will be holodecked. You will you will move from knowing and being able to discern one reality and another to actually being there. And when that transition happens, I'm not so sure I'll be wanting to play horror games anymore. It's funny. Um, I had this conversation with a couple of friends of mine, ex-colleagues of mine, actually. I met up with them for breakfast. I haven't seen them for months. They just wanted to know how I was getting on. And um, we were having this conversation. I said, you know, when I'm old, I'm just going to be completely screwed because I'm not going to be able to distinguish what's real and not anymore. You know, it's going to be like kind of one of those inception moments where yeah. I have to carry totem in my pocket and spin it around um, <laughs> to know whether I'm in the real world or not anymore because it's going to get that realistic, I think, at some point in our lifetime. Okay. Yeah. It's going to do some very interesting things, the social dynamics, you know? It's going to be like, am I just totally plugged into this other world and oh, forget about my real crazy. body and my real yeah. connections and my... Am I in the Matrix? Is this a simulation? Yeah, or is it's going to simulate fast in a way and it's like a dream that never ends and it's on a loop to get so, to keep old people like, you know, in their little, I don't know, hamster bowls. I don't know what they're yeah. going to do with old people, but... So has anyone got any questions about Half Dome or Deep Focus in the chat? Because uh, it's a lot, now, it's a lot of thinking. Well, we have unchained a whole like discussion about you know how companies should get our data and uh, right. how worried you should be about that. I mean, right. this is an ongoing yeah. uh, conversation. Yeah, it's, 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 um, a big, it's a big scene. I, I, I do think that identity here. theft, uh, which is mentioned in chat, in addition to your digital fingerprint, in other words, governments or other bodies being able to track you. So even if Mike all of a sudden decides he wants to go off and live in a shack in Brazil, when he connects into the equivalent of the current oasis, right, they'd be able to tell it's him because of how he moves his arms, because of all those things he yeah. does late at night, you know, all that stuff. And, well, as long as he doesn't mention his real name, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's According not the, I mean, even now, one, right? Even now, automation. Like there was a guy who, who faked his own death to get away from his wife or whatever, went off to South America. Hid, and then Google face tracking picked him up in an image that was on Facebook, <laughs> I think. And then his wife yeah. found out he was still alive. And then the whole thing kicked off. But, so yeah. you should get surgery, basically. That's, That's what you're saying. You shouldn't be a <laughs> facial surgery. A sketchy person, you know. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be trying to do one on your on your wife, you know. Yeah. Um, that's or the thing. Like, but that's if, only if, well if, and good. Like your argument stacks up, Mike, as long as you believe in the society for which you plug into, right? If you have any yeah. doubts in the due purpose that the government upholds or the way they use your information, all that kind of stuff. And then if you throw into the mix the whole idea of AI kicking off, like proper you know, artificial yeah. intelligence, what's that going to do with a hive of human information that's been gathered? You know, it's like now we know perfectly how to exploit Mike. Well, we, we know already, like, you know, from seeing those Boston Dynamics videos that we're kind of screwed anyway. So, you know. Drink while you we still might, can. You might as well just welcome the robot overlords and, you know, a bit like uh, that virtual virtual reality experience, just rub butter into them when they want it and, oh. you know, look after them. I think as long as you're not a criminal, you should be fine. But the moment exactly. you get chased by a by a, a little, little doggy with like a turret on its back, yeah, then you're screwed. Yeah. I don't know. Watch, watch the episode of Black Mirror. Uh, called uh, 
Um, oh, it's called like Metal Dog or something like that. It's, it's a great episode. I mean, in, in my case, if, if they don't want to find me anymore, I need to take surgery. But in Mike's case, he just needs to buy a wig. That's all. Yeah. Shape up his beard again, because then he's like unrecognizable. You it's wouldn't just, know who I was if I no, shaved his beard. No. He would never recognize me. No. Although there is pictures on the on the internet of me without a beard, so I might delete those. Um, but anyway, I, uh, we digress. Let's talk about our last topic, because otherwise we're going to skip another one. And I know we're running late, but we're going to have to squeeze this one in, because I can't okay. bear to roll it over another no. week. And this is uh, Neurable. So this is also very interesting. It's probably going to trigger people about... Um, <laughs> data and privacy because this is going one step further and connecting your brain to a headset so let's let's dive into this one so it, this all started a couple of weeks back when i was looking at the new high-end xtel headset because they announced a partnership with neurable and uh, neurable is a boston-based company not far from boston dynamics coincidence well, <laughs> Um, so they're, 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 I, I'm only joking. They're, they're a brain uh, company uh, that are talking about interfacing uh, your brain with the computer, and they call it BCI, so Brain Computer Interface. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is, this is, this is going to get super crazy. So this is a hardware and software communication system that enables a person to control computers with their mind and also enables the gathering of data on the brain's uh, – uh, activity through cerebral activity. So this is something like straight out of science fiction. It's crazy. The technology works by the user wearing a bunch of uh, EEG, which stands for electroencephalography sensors around the head, which gathers data on the biophysiological activity from the brain, which is then analyzed by software. So you wear a little sort of head thing on your head and a VR headset. There's a bunch of sensors on there, gathers all the sort of brain data that's going on in your mind. So this means that a bit like Magneto from X-Men, you can use your mind to pick up and throw objects in a virtual world. And that's exactly what they were demoing uh, when they demoed this uh, at some events yeah. recently. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? Uh, in other use cases, this technology is combined with eye tracking software uh, and conclude how a user is feeling whilst looking at certain objects based on their brain activity. So, you know, um, this is particularly useful for training scenarios in high consequence training simula simulations. So like uh, pilot training, for example, you know, uh, data from the simulation uh, can tell exactly where the pilot's looking in the simulation and they can tell from the brain activity how stressed or maybe not that pilot is, how emotional they are, and and basically train them uh, accordingly uh, to deal with those situations better maybe in the future. It's kind oh, of really it's brilliant. an eye breathalyzer as well. You you been drunk, Mister Pilot? Well, guess what? We just detected it, and you are now banned for six months. <laughs> yeah. So, this is the kind of cool thing. Like, obviously, training uh, in these high consequence training scenarios is great. Military applications as well. I'm sure you know how a soldier reacts to a terrorist threat or something like that. Uh, I'm sure is something that they're probably working on with this because uh, Xtel is mainly based at sort of uh, enterprise applications. A bit like what we discussed last week with Deus and their sort of headset range. I'm sure military applications are in there as well. Mm. Um, but this could be really interesting for, for for gaming as well. You know, we've talked about uh, on the last couple of weeks of the show. You know, AI characters in game like that uh, Starship Commander game with the voice controls. Um, you know, imagine if that 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 
captain of the ship, the you know that was giving you the advice, knew how stressed you were, could could detect how stressed you were based on your brain activity and what you were looking at. Like, say, if you were looking at you know inappropriate parts of her, and she picked up on it, and she knew that you were feeling a bit randy, maybe she could like pick you up on it. You know, that would be kind of interesting, right? The kind of That's interesting terrifying. dynamic. Mike, it is terrifying. Yeah, no, it's actually both in a, in a horror situation, but also like just think about how different this, this goes back to what like Musk was saying about the, the brain interface and the whole fact that like, you know, mm. us using phones as our kind of storage device yeah. at the moment. And we're all androids at this stage. But yeah, also yeah, once you works. open that pipe between your brain and yeah. any kind of digital archive, like it's going like it, I just see it as a catalyst for human society where. All of a sudden, like if I'm an architect, I want to build something. I've got it in my head. How quick can I dump it into yeah. it being its digital format? You know, so you've actually got this like analog mm-hmm. uh, DNA and bionic, you know, interface dumping into digital. And, and once yeah. that flip switches, uh, we're on a rocket ship. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah. across Again, all sectors. Like this is not just like a 3D printed out of your head as well. That would be so cool. You just think it, print it. <laughs> but this this is the thing. And, and, you know, it's interesting that a lot of people brought it up in the chat about sort of data and everything else. Because, of course, you know, this technology could be used for good, you know, training and potentially gaming, you know, making fun, interesting scenarios in gaming. Like if you were in Skyrim, for example, and characters reacted to you based on like, you know, how they knew, you know, how you were feeling at the time. That and, and, also, and also healthcare. Someone also mentioned like disabled people, like how exactly. they, yeah. they react to certain things. And yeah. you can do way more research on, on that side as well. Well, it, it could actually, be it's not even you just know? that. You could actually develop an interface. Um, you could develop an interface that acts like a, a digital version of like a crutch. Because like today, if you have a physical ailment, you get something that helps prop you up or whatever. You could have something that interfaces with you. So say you had Tourette's. You could build something that would digitize and uh, change your interface. But like, think about Tourette's, but in a mental capacity. So if you have a mental disability, something that affects you and you react in a certain way, it could actually change that kind of filtration layer between you and the rest of the world mm. to help you interface. It can adapt to your brain, basically. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. This company, uh, Neurable, uh, you know, they're working with people with with uh, disabilities such as spinal cord injuries, uh, stroke, neuromuscular disorders that have limited or no movement. Exactly. And they're using they're using this technology to allow them to navigate UI using brain power alone. So a bit like uh, Professor Stephen Hawking, okay. you know, like he, the way he used to interact. That kind of technology, very similar, um, but you know, just using sensors on your brain to control it alone. Mm. But like I said, it could be used, uh, you know, for a you know a dark reason, you know, in that, you know, um, <sighs> advertising, targeted advertising. Can you imagine like you're in a game and you're feeling hungry, for example? Next thing you know, an advert comes up because have it knows you're hungry. Exactly. Or you're thirsty. Oh, you know, mm. you know what would be really great to quench your thirst right now? You'd have a nice Sprite or something, you know? Yuppie. Yuppie sauce. Or even Yuppie worse, sauce. right? It's not that. It would be, is this person susceptible to being hungry? What can we show him to make him hungry? Then sell him the thing, you know? Oh, That's yeah. the way advertisers yeah. think. They think, how can I get this dude who's not buying my product to, oh, yeah. you know? Anyway. 
Yeah, but I think it's super interesting technology. You know, using using your brain alone to uh, control items uh, in a VR environment sounds fascinating. I'd love to give this a go. Uh, I'm sure they're going to probably be at CES. So if you're going to go to CES, then this will probably be something you could check out there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested in this company, Neurable, and and what they're doing. And I'd love to see more applications, yes. particularly around people with disabilities. Uh, you know, uh, and, and that confined and restricted in their movement. How they use this technology yeah. to interact. They, with they are located in Europe, right? Are they? Uh, this, is, this is Boston, uh, Neurable. Uh, Extal are based in, in Prague, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah, they're going to be working together. So, uh, you know, this will be the headset uh, combined with this technology uh, for enterprise and business applications to develop all sorts of crazy stuff for the future. But I thought it was a fascinating uh, thing to look into. I thought it'd be an interesting one to discuss on the show. And it's a shame Rowdy's not here being no, the scientist. Yeah. I'm sure he'd have loads of stuff to say about this. Rowdy is now sitting in his little dome in that wheelchair, you know, and just thinking all day. Like, And then all the images come by, you know, how is this guy? Like, Xavier. Yeah, he's like he's like the new Xavier of this of this generation. You know, he's just sitting yeah. there thinking about everything. You know, I, I think he wouldn't look too far off if we just shaved that beautiful hair of his off. <laughs> wow, yeah. So um, let us know if you've got any questions in the chat. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We've been talking about loads of uh, kind of crazy and interesting stuff. Uh, obviously, the, the Oculus Half Dome and Deep Focus is kind of interesting, and this Neurable thing is super interesting as well, uh, along with many games that we've discussed as well. But let me remind you that it's a, a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. Or you can check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, on Anchor. If you're an audio listener of the show or you just kind of catch up when we upload it on the channel, swing by to the live stream sometime and, you know, maybe we can read out some of your comments and interact with you a little bit more like we do at the end of the show right now. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair enough. That I've got was, a... Uh... I got a few here. So uh, someone said, one second, let's see if I'm here. Will you do a VR meetup in Altspace or VR chat? And I, th I know we talk, we bounced around <laughs> well, the idea of kind of an after show. We're getting faced by something we have not done, basically. Yeah, we get asked this question a lot. And yeah, it's definitely something we want to do. Uh, we've talked about it uh, behind the scenes as well as something we want to do. Uh, it's just finding the time, really, and getting us all together. You have to know that getting us together is actually really hard. And even when we're all in one single place, all at one time in California, we were only actually together for about half an hour, I think. Yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah, so it was, it was hard to get us together there. It was like yeah. all the time, like there was one person not there. And I was like, oh, but where did... But even in VR, like the first time, and also I think the last time we met up in VR all together, <laughs> we played some kind of weird cowboy game and I oh, lost my hands. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't do not. anything. Uh, so we tried... I think yeah. that that one got us scared for life, yeah, for some reason. But I I agree, and maybe we should instead talk about it. Just just make it happen sometimes, um, because there are some amazing places you can, you know, meet up. And uh, yeah. I'd love to meet for a gig. You know, like we had that image and heap thing. I would absolutely yeah. love to do like if we found, if we saw like a music event coming up. Like for me, I know Rowdy's a bit that way as well, inclined. But it like you know meet up with people kind of just before experience the thing and then chill out afterwards where it's evolving around revolving around mm, something like yeah. that then i think maybe you maybe go go to uh riff max theater to watch your documentary about your life and then uh, after that we eat some popcorn together <laughs> <laughs> documentary about my life but uh funny experience one christmas where we went to a rave right in uh in vr chat oh yeah that was oh that was amazing that was crazy that was, there was like 50 people just dancing that was, next level. That was like some ready player one stuff you know? it really was Really um, was. 
So uh, another like uh, quick news fact. This is like fresh. Uh, PewDiePie uploaded a new VR video. Uh, he did not play Beat Saber. People think he played, you know, a new pop star song. He played uh, more of Blades and Sorcery. I just checked it. Okay. Uh, yeah, PewDiePie, keep on playing VR. Thank oh, you. yeah, I think it's great. And and also, uh, we we know that Shroud was playing, um, you know, uh, Contractors, I believe. Yep. Uh, with Lonely Viper, I think Lonely Viper saw that he was streaming and was like, "Yeah, I'm going to get on this," mm-hmm. and uh, jumped on his stream and uh, started uh, <laughs> taking him out, which is kind of funny. He posted some clips on his Twitter as well, if you want to check those out. But Viper is obviously amazing at shooters. He did super well. Uh, but I haven't checked out that game actually, Contractors. I don't know if you guys have, uh, have checked that one. Yeah. When I actually when I saw clips of it, I thought it was Firewall, and then I was like, "That doesn't quite look yeah. like Firewall," but um, it, it's meant to be quite fun. So yeah, a lot of people are regarding it as one of the better ones for sure. One of the other questions was, uh, are there any um, like hot tips on what to buy in the VR sales? And I, I've seen a few that are definitely on the store. I think the one that I spotted yesterday was Hellblade for like twelve pounds fifty for that price. Great game, feels very AAA, and I the love VR those. Version? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. you get it free. Um, and then and then in addition to that, I'd say if you have friends. For like two quid or three quid, it was like really cheap. Um, there's a game called. Uh, give me a minute to think about it. It was uh, it was that zombie one, Dead Effect Two. Dead Effect Two. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just a couple of, of bucks. Um, and and for that one, just so you know, if you're like, oh yeah, let's play multiplayer, don't give up on it. You have to beat like the first couple of levels. It's like two or three levels. You unlock this middle uh, globe in the middle with a long ship, which shows you all the levels, yeah. and then you can join and play together. But until you get to that point. <laughs> The yeah. game is really obtuse. And then it's great. It's like freaking VR multiplayer, you know, Left 4 Dead. It's bloody awesome. The, the reason why Nathie is laughing so much is that we tried to record this game together um, and it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nightmare. We gave up in the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a it's a great looking it game. It's a great looking game. It is a great game. Yeah. It just takes some time to unlock the multiplayer. That's all. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought I could just do it straight away, but that's not how it works. No. Very strange. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's... That's about it. Um, Excellent. And uh, yeah, just uh, okay. you know, end it up, I would say. Wrap it yeah. up. Well, thank you very much, uh, all of you that are watching live. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you joining live, by the way, and, and interacting with, in the chat. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun to read your comments and see what you get up to. I always sort of go through it after uh, it's been sort of uploaded as well. Yes. Uh, it's really fun to read what you've been one, uh, saying. One question here from someone has jumped platforms and said, so Kelvin uh, Cropley had said, I posted a question on the Facebook. Not sure if you saw it yet. Just one of you have that up. Only uh, got the other two. Uh, Let's see. It's always a, a bit of a delay on the Facebook one. Yeah, the um, Facebook one's a little bit on the delay. It's 84 years. Yes, I can't I can't see it anywhere. Um, so oh. ask him to put it there if he wants to. Well, uh, well while you're figuring this out, uh, don't forget to subscribe to this uh, channel if you haven't done that yet. And also click that bell notification. We're uh, trying to get a thousand subs at least. I know this sounds super sad from my side, but uh, <laughs> we, we are trying, you know. Um, <laughs> Yes, but yeah, please do. And uh, if you want to share the, you know, the podcast with with other people that are also into VR, would be amazing. You know, introduce, yeah. see if they like it. If not, you know, fine. Then you tried. But uh, yeah, sharing this uh, would be highly appreciated in in any way. You know, if you think someone will like this podcast, you know, just uh, send them a link. See what they think. <laughs> sorry, he's, he's typing back and forth, but he hasn't posted the question. So I'm sorry, but Calvin, but I think you just missed the boat. So I think I've got the question. He okay. says, just curious, when will the Q&A be? Well, it's right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and Calvin, 
that was your question and uh, you have to save it for for next time for a proper one but i appreciate you all dropping by i hope you all have a great week in vr have a very merry christmas as well i hope you all have a great christmas period spend it with some friends and family convert them onto vr you know and and have a great time and we'll be back uh, on next week's show where we're going to be listing our uh, best games of 2018 so make sure you stay tuned for that one so have a great one thanks again and bye-bye for now See you later. Later. Bye.